What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm. Proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Welcome to the Custard TV Podcast, episode 215A. This is the second time that we have recorded this intro, thanks to a localised power cut. Ladies and gentlemen, you join myself, uh, Gary, in the London area, and Matt in the northern area. Hello. Conspicuous by his absence is uh, part-timer Luke, who, despite running the website and everything, uh, it really only appears on his own podcast once a month. Matt, as this is the second time we've recorded mm. this, really, I know exactly what's not been going on in both our lives. Shall we just head straight to the news? I, I was thinking I was going to say something to you. Um, I was on um, the stag do of my brothers in Poland last week, and because uh-huh. it was all of his old school friends who I haven't seen for years as well, so we were catching up and everything. And one of his friends, who's an architect and used to live in central London, but has recently got married and had a kid. And he says, oh, I've moved now. I've moved to, um, just on the outskirts, somewhere called Catford. Have you heard of it? <laughs> and you were like, yes. Yes. And then you tweeted about some sort of Jamaican restaurant in Catford that you've been to. And I said, oh, have you heard of it? And he said, oh, yeah, I've walked past it. And he said, well, Gary recommended it. There's at least two people in Catford, is what you're saying. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes, I did. I did tweet about a Jamaican restaurant, uh, Jammers. They're looking to sponsor the show. Uh, get in contact. Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. The only real piece of news this week is that the BBC, in its infinite wisdom, has decided to renew Inside Number 9 for Series 5. We'll be talking about the last episode of Series 4 very soon. And you lucky listeners, yes, you right out there, can win one of five DVDs that Luke has managed to get his grubby little hands on. Uh, There's a little competition. (laughs) Go to the website. Uh, go to thecustardtv.com. Uh, the information is on the main screen. And you too can be watching, uh, well, did, n- nothing about you too, uh, but you. Maybe listener, Series 5. Yeah, can be, watching, can be watching your DVD of Series 4 um, very, very soon. Let's head straight out. Shall I just go west? I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, go on. Yeah. Yeah. One review, uh, Altered Carbon. Altered mm. Carbon is based on a book by a British writer. Yes. It's a Netflix original yes. uh, and popped up on the 1st of February, I believe. Um, so it's been out for about a week. Um, it is very sort of Blade Runner, Minority Report, 
uh, esque set in the far future. I think about two thousand three hundred. You were saying two thousand one hundred thirty-four, and then flashes back, flashes forward two hundred fifty years in the future. The main character is actually a, an Asian character, but in mm. in 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 the two thousand three hundred uh, time span, he's actually being played by is it Joel Kinsman? You said his Joel Kinnaman from Kinnaman. Suicide Squad and RoboCop and the and the American version of the Killing. And he has been resleeved. Uh, so basically, in in the um, future, you've said this already once. That's why you're I, getting. I've forgotten what I've said and what I haven't. Every human is um, has a cortical stack which stores your memories and things like that. It's sort of like your personal life yeah. sort of thing. And you carry this with you and it can be extracted after your death as long as it's not damaged while you're being shot in the head. And then these yeah. um, stacks can then be put in sort of blank human bodies called sleeves. like They're like disposable vessels. And Kovac is the, is the main character, is re-sleeved. Yeah. Wakes up in Alcatraz alongside lots of prisoners and things. Who, that, was a nice, who that was a nice touch. To a lot of prisoners, I believe, are being used as sleeves for people who've lost people. Like you see, there's this yeah. couple who've lost their daughter in an accident and find that she's been re-sleeved into the body of this old woman, which is quite a nice touch. And and basically, he is uh, uh, he's been sort of awakened and given this information by uh, British actor James Purfoy, so, who's playing. Well, he he gets Bancroft. put into the care of the Bancroft estate and yeah. um, Which gets driven there by who he thinks is a chauffeur, but it turns out to be like a cop who's always on his back, Constable yeah. Ortega. He finally arrives at the the Bancroft house. James Perfrey says, you know, I'll give you a full pardon because he's, he's committed all he these crimes. He gives him a this... lot. I mean, he offers he's, him like, yeah. the money, everything. Yeah. everything. Because he's been murdered. He thinks he's been murdered. He died and was re-sleeved into the body of James Purfoy, Um and um, says my cortical stack was sort of deployed. You know, it wasn't active yeah. for 20, the 20 minutes before my death. So I don't know what happened. Can you find out for me? When I say that this takes heavily from Blade Runner, I'm not kidding. I mean, I think some of the backgrounds literally are kind of like almost ripped straight from the the original. And, you know, with it being set in the far future, you've obviously got a lot of technology, a lot of explaining. And I, I think for me, I got a little bit lost in the kind of the mansplaining of what was going on. Oh, the woman's explaining as well. Yeah. It was very point. exposition heavy, yeah. I would agree. A couple of people who have persevered have said that actually it gets better that once you get past the explaining of everything that's going on that actually the plot does begin to reveal and it's a decent kind of murder mystery you know with you know good good protagonists and stuff like that my other main problem was that the main actor joel kinnaman is a bit <laughs> and i'm gonna i know this is gonna sound weird he's a bit robotic no and i know is. that's yeah, weird because he's kind of playing a robot Mm. Type. He's playing a very, he's very militarized. Well, his kind his of character is a um, soldier who who was trying to battle against the uprising in the you know in the twenty one hundreds. Yeah, and they were uns- they were unsuccessful. They feel like an awful lot needs to be explained in the first show, whereas I think probably what would have been better was to maybe kind of I don't know maybe just do a bit. I mean, I think the the opening prologue wasn't good. Although it gave you that explanation of what you it know, was very, I didn't like it. Reminded me of um, what's that? What was it called? Legion, the X Men thing. That yeah. was very on yeah. and off, and you weren't quite sure where you were. And um, yeah. and uh, as you say, there's a lot of concepts to explain, and the sleeving, and the thing, and then 
as you say, it almost turns into a, a murder mystery. And, and I think that is a, it, it was almost a waste of the concept that it feels like it's a very base story. It's a very sort of traditional story wrapped up in all of this future world with all of these rules and things like that. The problem that sometimes happens in science fiction is they try and out clever themselves. You know, you try and create things that, that, that sort of explain things or make things easy. Whereas actually just tell the story. You know, just 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 be more simplistic in what you want to do. Um, and I, I worry that there is a good story here. As I said, I've, I've spoken to a few or been in contact with a few people that have said, yeah, there's something here. I don't know that I'll get beyond this. I don't, I don't feel the need to watch the next episode. I really don't. Where do you stand? But it's not my kind of thing to begin with. And I do struggle, mm. not struggle with sci-fi, but I do like it has to be something sort of good for me to be involved in. Like, say, the first series is humans or something like utopia which does yeah. is more more fantasy than sci-fi the lead wasn't very engaging the story felt very traditional there was a lot of exposition i liked the thing about the ai hotel that was quite interesting that that was a bit of comedy mm-hmm. and as i say i like the stuff about the government resleeving murder you know you get like a free resleeving if your loved one dies but you don't get to choose yeah the vessel but it you just, just get does given. feel like a lot of ideas being thrown at it yeah uh, and my problem is is I, i'm a bit I'm, I'm i'm sort of watching star trek discovery at the moment and i feel mm. like maybe i might come back to this once that's finished how and did that, that work out with american gods um yeah see that's another one i want to go back to you see so <laughs> damn i think if you are looking for something science fiction wise I would I'd be more tempted to say dip into Star Trek Discovery I think it's better but I might come back to this doesn't sound like it's yours you say not your not I'd be your no. alley is it really so no. thank you for watching it and indulging us uh, with your views though you're welcome um, Gary that is the end of my journey west Aww. I will now come back yeah I know short lived uh, but don't worry coming up any second now are the reviews with Matt <laughs> Endeavour was on it Do you was. Want to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Do we know the year first? I of all? think at some point they said sixty-eight, because yeah, I know that they were. In, I know they did a World Cup story two series ago, so that mm. would make sense. So we find more sort of. He's a bit more sort of belligerent, a bit more, you know, easier yes. to t- uh, short-tempered, short-fused, and I think is that that they're um, going to more of the more people remember because for me seeing him like this it felt a bit like because it felt a little bit more of a jump because Sean Evans has always played him quite nice you know quite understanding and quite whereas now he's quite you know brusque he's quite to the point you're getting sort of like the the man who's becoming a bit disenfranchised with the world you know you can see a little bit of the you know the world weary you know he's he's lost loved ones he's you know relationships have failed and He's a sergeant now. He's, yeah. as you say, another DS, but they're, they're retooling to the Thames yeah. Valley Constabulary. So they've said, for the moment, both Morse and Strange are staying there, but they've given Morse a new junior in the form of George Fancy, who's, yeah, this, sort of, who's sort of this Larry lad who, um, you know, doesn't do what he's told and... He didn't. He didn't not do as he was told. He just didn't do it in the same manner that. that, that and I suppose this. This is the biggest link to the early part of, of Morse. You know, with John Thor was this kind of like disappointment that Lewis didn't do it the way he wanted it done. Mm. 
So it was about, I suppose, this Fabergé egg that was up for auction. Um, There was a sort of gangster figure that was found dead early on. There was a sort of fake robbery. Uh, There was like a call centre with these sort of um, ladies of the night. Oh, I knew you would say I knew that was your... Yeah, you knew that's where I would go, yeah. And again, like with Endeavour, you know, all the parts start to link up as it goes along. There's like three deaths, I think, in total, three murders. He now Russell Russell Lewis, the yes. writer, yeah, um, is is trying to put in the register of red herrings, like characters who are more so on the periphery. I felt certainly in this first one, you know, it's like oh, we'll give you all these sort of main suspects. Oh, but oh no, it's that woman who's been hiding in the background for the majority of the episode. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think he's a good he 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 certainly does enjoy misdirection. Mm. You know, well, he, I, he certainly believes in that. I think that the, while the the mystery story was a little bit weak, I liked elements of it. I liked the fact they introduced this sort of like Bullingdon Club esque dining club. I can't remember well, what I, they. Um, and effectively, yeah, it was a female killer, which is very rare, but has happened three times in Endeavour in my memory. Uh, I love how it, you've got like this sort of first graphic memory for Endeavour episodes. I know, well, I know. I really, I really did enjoy it. I think the stuff I enjoyed more was the character stuff. So the stuff with building up Morse and the return of Joan Thursday, Fred yeah, Thursday's daughter, right, who, yeah. who in the last series had a bit of a, a dark. You know, they they found her being. They, did they find her being beaten up? Did she have an undesirable uh, partner? Yeah, she had. She had a partner who had uh, she abused sort her. of absconded, hadn't she? And then they found yeah. her. Now she's moved back to the area and she's living in a flat. You know, Mrs. Thursday visits her quite regularly, but Fred sees her right at the end of the episode and says, "I want things to go back to the way they were." And she said, "No, it's too late for that." You know, yeah. there's always that spot with her and Morse. It played a lot about Morse's sexuality and the way he feels and all the fact that he doesn't feel very much, which I liked. Yeah. But the mystery I found very secondary, which I suppose it should be to an extent. And I think maybe because we've got six episodes this series, there is allowing them to do more with the characters and more with the arc involving like Joan yeah. and, and it, Endeavour. It would... He's quite which quick is... to I... judge, I think, in this. You know, he was quite judgmental. Oh yeah, that's but I mean, Morse is. Morse, but I think more so, yeah. and I think maybe that sort of impacts on our enjoyment more because you obviously remember Morse a lot more than yeah. I do. I mean, Morse was something my parents used to watch on a Sunday afternoon. You probably remember watching it yourself because there's about sort of ten years between us, isn't there? Well, so that's right. Yeah, and remember and, and, the episodes and, and things more than I do. I, when I went down to my, my my uncle's recently, I found that he had the complete box set, something I'm going to be grabbing hold of uh, for, for posterity. But overall, I'm very happy that Endeavour's come back. I do agree with you. I don't think this was the strongest storyline that I've ever seen that it's done, but I just love these characters being back. I love the interplay. Mm. Sunday nights, 8 o'clock. Obviously, you can catch up on the ITV hub if you don't. Although Call the Midwife is doing better in the ratings. Well, apparently so. Somebody said that, yeah. We'll go to um, Black Mirror, shall we? Yes. Because this was your suggestion to watch. So we do. I think we should do maybe one episode a week or maybe when there's not a lot on, we'll do it. Yeah, sort of some a, we might put on the extra helpings. But as an occasional was... series. Yeah. This episode is the first episode called USS Callister. It starts and you, you believe you're in some sort of Star Trek parody, the original series. Yeah. Um, we meet the um, Captain Daly, who's played by Jesse Plemons. We then find out that he is actually the uh, co-founder of like a multiplayer online game. 
this sort of game that isn't part on the main platform. It's his own sort of private gaming yeah. space, his own sort of like release almost. So he's the one who does all the work on the coding, but you know he um, he's co- his part, his co-partner, his co-founder. Um, James Walton, it takes sort of all the glory, is seen as the boss, you know. Um, Daly doesn't get much respect around the office. People think he's a bit weird. Um, a new uh, intern programmer starts at the um, at the office, played by another Fargo Season 2 alum, Kristin Milotti, who was also the mother in How I Met Your Mother. I was going to say, I, I recognised her immediately as the mother from How I Met Your I Mother. I recognised her, but I couldn't place her. I had to look her up. And and she sort of strikes up a friendship with him. Says, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a, you know I, I appreciate what you've done for this game. And then she's sort of warded off by um, oddly Michaela Cole from Chewing Gum pops up in this as another of the employees saying, you know, he can get a bit starey if you show interest. You know, give him a wide berth. And then you see her pop up in the in the sort of the Star Trek universe, this game, and it, it you it's revealed that they are all sort of. Um, copies carbon copies of the people well, who work in the office slightly different in the sense that okay. he actually gets dna from yeah. them and, and kind of clones them so they yeah. come in yeah. with their own memories and you know and, thing, and they feel like they're in the game as yeah. themselves it, they describe them as ai constructs and they duplicate their consciousnesses from when he took their dna so they can remember up to when they became part of the game and he basically uses this as his own sort of personal revenge place almost he 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 recreates people who have who he feels have, have wronged him for one reason or another um whether it be the uh, eastern european receptionist for not smiling too much or the michaela cole character for saying he stares too much and and they basically they go on missions and it's sort of this sanitized world like the 1960s star trek quite humorously none of them have genitals yeah um, it, it goes on a bit and it's basically the Christine Malotti character trying to find a way for them to escape and everyone else saying, you know, just play along. Yeah. It's quite futile escaping. It's quite an interesting, easy to sort of understand story, but done in the way which incorporates the technology you'd be used to in Black Mirror. This is an episode where it's right up your street, this podcast so far. We've had you well, know, sci-fi right. with Altacom, we've had an Endeavour and now we've got a blooming Star Trek. I, I promise we'll get back to some sort of I, I really liked this episode, but I really do have a kind of a real uh, struggle with who was in the right and who was in the wrong. Because, mm. of course, you know, he was being actually bullied at work, whereas what he created was just a game. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, NM member FDIC. I mean, you know, it's just an extension of, you know, like online. You know, he was doing the sort of version of an online bully. But himself was being sort of really bullied. You know, his partner, you know, the Walton character in in, in the work, real world, let's call it, was kind of badgering him, you know, and had taken advantage of his intellect and knowledge to kind of like, 
you know, make make the company what it is, and he was pushing him on you know, deadlines. And all the other characters that he then merged into the game were, you know, here's the guy that runs the company, and the guy won't make a coffee for him. The receptionist is dour. They stare at him, and and you know, he's a very weak willed character in mm. real life. He then takes all that you know built up and pent up aggression and uses it to his advantage in the in the the infinity world and who's he harming you know you know you, you one of the things that I, I i sort of sort of thought you know that the, the way in which the show was was kind of going was this oh yeah we've got to get rid of this guy as you said this despot but they're they're, they're imaginary really they're in a hmm. game but Who i cares? think if he, i think if he'd in just the end, create in the end he's hmm. left suspended in the game and not mm. able to exist in real life anymore i think it's the fact that they've got their consciousness so they feel they've got the feeling of being trapped even though they aren't the real i know what you're saying but these, yeah 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 and I understand these characters that, the, are the, the, the still have got the memories so they do still feel like they are trapped you know they do feel they're just you know and, and i suppose this is the, 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 the it says a lot about you gary that you felt sympathy for him i think what he did was wrong but I don't quite feel like he was as evil as the show kind of painted him. I didn't feel that his ending was particularly... But just because he was... Yeah. I think it's like, did the ends justify the means, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think we read it slightly differently. At the end of the day, you know, he's stealing people's DNA. Normal people don't do that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I, 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 in no way I'm condoning what he did. But I can see that perhaps the ending which he suffers is a little bit unjust mm -hmm. as well. But it is a black it's, mirror. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I realise that. But yeah. just, you know, and, that, and I think that's the thing that Charlie Brooker always goes for. He always tries to make you think coming out of these episodes. He always tries to make you kind of question everything. And I think, you know, you, I've done that, certainly. Mm -hmm. The one thing that Netflix have given him over Channel 4 is a bigger budget. And this episode has really shown that off. You know, mm. the, the, all the costumes are on point. All the science fiction is there. You know, all the, the, all the sort of, you know, the background and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the Star Trek stuff was very retro, wasn't it? I like the way the sort of the modern day scenes were filmed, though, as well. The sort of, yeah. it was very filmic. One thing I would say, and it goes back to not, not being on terrestrial tv and having the freedom of netflix is that i felt it was a little long it was like 80 minutes yeah it did feel almost like a mini film you know mini it, film yeah yeah I, I didn't at any time think oh i need to watch the time you know i i did watch it in one go i did feel like yeah okay i realized this is longer than but i never at any point like press pause and went oh how much long's left to go i liked the story and i liked the way it played out I mean, it's a shame luke's not on because i know he watched fargo and I, he would be able to give yeah. his comparisons to to some of the actors here. I mean, I really liked Christine Malotti. I thought she made a sort of relatable, like, lead yeah. protagonist, someone to follow. Uh, so, look, I think the whole, like, group of them were very um, good chemistry, yeah. interplay, you know, the sort of the introduction of... And, and this introduced the world and the concept and what he'd done a lot better than Alter Carbon did, in my opinion. Even Absolutely, though this was just yeah. He didn't feel the need to explain everything. You picked no. it up as you went along. This was one of the higher-rated ones of this series. This this received an average of 8.4 on IMDb. Mm. The one that everybody raved about is coming up late, is coming up before, is Hang the DJ, which yeah. got an 8.9. Which I've already seen. Yeah, and we'll look forward to doing that one. But next next time we do, we'll, we'll talk about Archangel, okay. uh, which was number two. You can go and watch all which of Black Mirror right now. Which is directed by... Do you Jeremy know Foster. when you Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, well, well. So that's, um, that's next week or next 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 Black Mirror. 
next Black Mirror. Uh, you can watch all of these on um, uh, Netflix as the moment. Um, I'm fairly sure that you probably already know this, and we're probably well behind most people's viewings of this, mm. but we really wanted to catch up and give this one time uh, to sort of, you know, because we really feel like this is a an important series uh, that we want to give some time to. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Inside number nine. Finish this week with an episode called... Oh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> oh. Luke, cut that out. So is it is something like Tempting Fate or something like that? Yeah, because um, it, it was yeah because it was to do with the rabbit thing. Yeah, well, it's all everything's to do with that hair. Did you know that the hair statue is in every episode of Inside Number Nine? I did not know that. No, that's their little Easter egg. That's their little Easter egg that's in all twenty-four episodes. There's a lot of stuff about that. Like, it's been, it's been. I believe it's a hair. The Inside Number Nine hair, not a rabbit. You are quite right. Um, Do you want to lead us through this because it's a while since I've watched this episode? Yeah. So so basically, this is almost like a four-person, as we say. All of these are like one-act plays, and 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 there are four people involved in this one. Obviously, the two leads are played by the two creators of the show, uh, whose names I can't remember. Richard Smith and Steve Pemberton. Steve Pemberton. They're going to let him get in touch with you again on Twitter and remind you his name. Sorry. Yeah, but it's you know I'm just playing character. Uh, We're joined this week by a new actress, and they are playing. Well, they say they're there to sort of do probate, so it's not quite sure whether they're, they're there to... They're council contractors. Oh, council contractors. And basically they're there to sort of clear up a property, find evidence of uh, of ownership uh, of someone who has recently passed away. Um, recently who was passed a hoarder. Away. He was a hoarder, played by Nigel Planer in a very mm. good little spot part. Mm. Uh, the episode starts off very normal, like a lot of Inside Number Nines. You know, they come into the flat, there's stuff everywhere. Uh, they have to get a dead rat out of the kitchen. Uh, and we just learn a little bit about each character. The girl is quite new, uh, doesn't want to touch the rat. Uh, and the other guys are you know, quite seasoned professionals in doing this. They've been doing it for over a decade. The key thing is, is that as we go wandering around the house, uh, we find a, a, a locked safe um, in, in behind a picture. Um, the young girl guesses the code. Uh, which happens to be the dead wife, the the gentleman's dead wife's birthday, uh, and inside it is a videotape and a statue of a hare. It turns out through watching the videotape that it, the, the hare is cursed, and it grants the owner three wishes, like a like a magic genie lamp. Um, and the important thing is that this guy's life has become ruined by this, and he says that the the, the hare is actually a curse. It turns out that he'd won the lottery, almost sort of three point seven million or something, mm. or three point something million. Uh, but his wife had died. And... Well, he'd asked for things, didn't he, through the hare, like money, yeah. and his wife would, had put on like. Some weight he wanted her to, you know, put out of her misery or lose weight, and she ended up yeah. dying. And it is it, very much like "Be careful what you wish for," isn't it? It's one of those, it's you know. Very, it's a very you can ask kind of, for things. I liked but, the little bit where uh, one of them, uh, the Reece Shearsmith character, was kind of had a degree in um, this kind of reaction or degree in entomology or something. Oh, I can't remember. Whatever. But he was a, some sort of, you know, he said, oh, we, you can't wish for more wishes. That's yeah. not allowed. And it's almost like the rules thing out of screen too. You know, you, you've got to inside, inside, inside number nine, you've got to wish for something moral. Mm. Uh, so at some point, the, the young girl basically says 93,000. And he goes, well, what are you doing there? For? Oh, well, it's not too much. It's not yeah. too little. Uh, and then ironically, the other guy finds 
what we assume is 93,000 or just over 100,000 in the mm. Monopoly box um, mm. because the Monopoly money had been stored under the floorboards that they were having to take up. From there, the show takes its dark customary turn. but brilliantly written dark turn. It turns out that the whole thing has been set up by, sorry, remind me Keith. of his name, not Keith. And he basically killed Nigel Planer. He turns around and kills the other two or sets up the killing of the other two because he's well, he the one. He killed the... Maz. But yeah. he, and then he goes to Rishi Smith, Nick. He goes to sort of burn the house down, doesn't he? And then Nick, the Rishi Smith character, was sort of a respected academic and then had a drinking problem. That's, yeah. And um, Keith has a son with... Um, I can't remember now. I He's can't remember. Some... In a wheelchair. But he can't afford to pay for treatment for him. And the That's reason it. he came to the house and to kill Nigel Planer was that he heard that there was a lot of money in the house yeah. because of the lottery win. And then he was trying to sort of cover his tracks and things like that. And and it ends, again, very darkly with everyone blowing up, including Keith's son, Charlie, who arrives after Nick's wished him to be, you know, cured. Yeah, I love the dark turn. Uh, the nine in this episode was the name on the flat. I'm looking for that now. In everything I've watched <laughs> on the programme, I'm looking for the nine. Not just okay. inside number nine. You're looking for it in every programme. Where is it in Endeavour? Where is it yeah. in... where is it in the new... Uh, whatever. What? No, I th- you know, where is it in where? Jeremy Pyle? You have uh, a field day on Blooming Match of the Day. They're all wearing nines. Well, that's, there's at least one nine on every team. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I really liked this one. I really thought this was clever. I know I've read some comments, see people saying, oh, we saw it coming. You know, the twist was too obvious. I didn't feel that way, and I, 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 I don't, I don't ever feel these require a second watch straight away. Mm. But I do feel like I could return back to this one at some point, and not really mind that you know there was that, that you know that maybe we were led there, uh, you know. But I don't mind that. I, I think that's clever. You know, it's the whole Truman Show thing. You know, you can watch that film one way, and then you watch it another when you know the when you know the twist, and it's still worth watching. It wasn't my favourite. I didn't mind the twist. I think one question I would have is, does it affect, you know, does the twist matter? Does it matter how good the mm-hmm. twist is? I don't feel I'm there watching it purely for the twist. I think I'm beginning to be able to enjoy the storytelling mm. for what it is. You know, could you say there definitely was a twist in the I mean, hotel episode? It was a farce. It was a. Yeah. It was based on this idea in of doing. In terms of the narrative, there was a twist. twist. I suppose the twist in in the in the comedian one was that one of them was dead. Yeah, but uh, again, was that a twist or was that just you know good storytelling? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But I think it was a twist in that you know yeah. they had set it up at the beginning that this is his funeral and his friends coming back and he's seeing the vision of his friend. We were presented with it as yeah, yes, I he's so. alive until the end that's the t- a twist to me is something that we w- that changes your mind about the plot we thought that yeah this now, person's there, there alive. was one this series that i didn't like it was the uh the one that you and luke went on about nicola uh, walker one yeah the nicola walker one that one didn't sit so well with me and mm. i think i think this last one was my I favorite think you're in the majority there you know because i i'm surprised how many people didn't like that one and liked you know like the this one um I mean, I was, I don't think I was as big a fan as everyone was of the Bernie Clifton's dressing room. 
Everyone seemed to really like that. I loved the once. The third and fourth ones were my favourite. Once removed. I, I suppose and the thing about I suppose the thing about the Bernie Clifton's one is, you know, it it, it had a very realistic nostalgia type feel yeah. to it, which I think people, you know, had it almost like to. a happy ending to it as well, didn't it? Yeah, as well. The twist was kind of nice, you know. Mm. Well, it wasn't nice, but you know what I mean. It had a kind of like a uplifting, uplift, yeah, like uplifting prefer. ending. Series 5 won't be till next year. Uh, that's the only downside. But uh, we have lots of back catalogue. I think you can find most of uh, these episodes now either on Netflix or obviously on DVD. Uh, as we've mentioned before, you can win a copy of episode the series, the series on DVD if you go to thecustardtv.com. more to pick from this week i believe yeah there's some stuff on next week and if you're a fan of john sim well fill your boots he's in two things i'll go for one of them because that's actually the thing that i'm most looking forward to uh and that's collateral uh it's a four-part drama and it features quite the cast kerry mulligan john sim and the aforementioned nicola walker uh it it does it is the As a gay vicar and a get well no she it. plays a gay vicar nicola, nicola walker, walker. yes yeah. She, she leads the investigation sorry John Sims character leads the investigation into the unexplained shooting of a pizza delivery and refu- Syrian refugee so again very politically charged um, uh, and, and this will be that's on Monday at BBC two at nine o'clock so at the same time on ITV uh, showing over three nights three consecutive nights is trauma which is an odd decision to strip it over three nights because I would have thought this was something that they wanted to Hold on to for as long, you know, like show over three weeks, get the most. Yeah, out I, again, that makes me worry. So this is John Sim and Adrian Lester playing opposite ends of a medical malpractice. Adrian Lester playing the surgeon and John Sim playing the 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 the, 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 the husband of the of the of the character that passes away. Uh, if you watch any of the promos, it's a very there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of shouting. There's a lot mm. of moralistic, you know, moments. And I wonder whether there's enough of a story for anything more than three nights. Um, and and I hope I'm proved wrong. And, and I don't know, did you mention this was from Mike Bartlett who did Dr. Foster? I didn't. So well done. Mike Bartlett who did, who did Dr. Foster. And my um, other pick of the week is on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at 10 o'clock, Channel 4. The mm-hmm. second series of Damned, the uh, social worker sitcom with Joe yep. Grant and Alan Davis and Kevin Eldon. Um, Uzi. Uzi Sussie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this the, the first time round. It wasn't majorly like blow away, but it was. It always provided a couple of good laughs every week. Um, it kind of felt was... to me like an attempt by a British writer to kind of do Parks and Recreation or The Office. Mm, I, I can see what you mean by that, but it did have a bit of authenticity to it for me. Like, yeah, and, um, I, I, I think I understand why they've held off on this till now because I don't think they wanted to put this and Kiri on on the same. Oh night. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you could. Social work it. night on Channel Four. Yeah, <laughs> for Gary Collateral, for me, damned, and for both of us, trauma. Um, Indeed. Okay. You can obviously, yeah. So if you keep listening, you'll hear the extra helpings. How can you do that? Are you might ask yourself. How do well, I do that, Gary? How do I do that? You have to become one of our patrons, and you do that by going to patreon.com forward slash the custard TV. Uh, in these times of difficult uh, financial times, we appreciate anything that you can throw us. And if you do decide to chuck us some money, 
you get not only a warm, fuzzy feeling inside, but you get some extra content. You get the extra helpings at one level. You get uh, Matt mentioned that uh, him and Luke have recorded a retrospective of The Simpsons. Already out there is some uh, some great discussions regarding The Sopranos and uh, Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and, Horses. Uh, and if you get to the higher yeah. levels, obviously uh, Luke will come round to your house and cook you dinner or something. I'm sure that's probably one of the options. It has to be a lot uh, of money that one. Yeah, be a lot of money. Yeah, but you know, fair enough. Uh, you can obviously also find us on a lot of the social media platforms. I shall whip through these because I'm sure you all know them. But of course, the main one is to go to the website thecustardtv.com you can follow each of us on the twitter um, i am at the gary show matt is at matt's tv bites and luke is at luke custard tv uh, facebook.com the custard tv send us a like we love to hear from you on that email us uh, custard tv reviews at gmail.com and you can download this for either from iTunes, uh, five-star review if you don't mind, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, all your various platforms. But if you can go to iTunes and send us a, a five-star review, it just pushes up the chart and gets us yeah. a bit more recognition. Yeah. YouTube, if you like individual reviews, go to YouTube. Uh, they haven't been updated in a while. But haven't been updated. But, uh, hopefully I'll be on the, those next Well, you know, when, when Luke comes back and you can actually, you know, you might have a bit of time back because pretty much you're running, you know, everything at the moment. Oh, no, he's been back for a while. He's just... Uh, and uh, we will speak to you next week where we will be doing a bit of a John Sim marathon. Yes. Um, uh, see you over on Patreon. Uh, yeah. More extra slices. Oh, no, that's, that's the bake-off. Extra helpings, yeah. Yes. Bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.